she should be in Smash Brothers, uh, like anybody else, like any other character, maybe more so. But don't harass Sakurai, you fucking tits. I'm not going to say, yeah. and I, I wouldn't guarantee anyone who's done it is listening to this, but spread the word to your Waluigi loving friends. Everyone's got a Waluigi loving friend. Don't harass Sakurai. That's what people have been doing. They've been taking the memes too far. I love yeah. Waluigi. He is brilliant. I never used to, but as I've gotten older and more miserable, I've appreciated the subtle wonders of Waluigi. When I was a kid, I, I didn't. I thought it was too lazy. I thought it was like Tom and Jerry kids, but for video game characters. But then I, I've come to appreciate what he represents in an industry beset by turmoil. And I'm very into him. And I want him to be in Smash. And I think he should be a main villain in a video game already. But I'm not going to bother Sakurai so much. To the point where he probably won't ever want to touch Waluigi again. Which is a horrible position to be in. Because all I want to do is touch Waluigi. Yeah, yeah. Like This is just like pretty good general life advice. Like, hey, if someone's making a piece of art, you can politely say, hey, I would love it if such and such a thing was included. However, if they don't include that thing... Don't harass them. It's their yeah. bit of art, not yours. I speak from experience as well, and I'm sure um, both you two do as well. The the last thing to make you want to do a thing is people demanding oh. and pestering yeah. and oh, yeah. proper harassing you, trying to make you do the if, thing. If, if, if trying... anything, it makes you never want to do the thing. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, like, here's here's the good example of why you shouldn't harass him over the Waluigi thing. I'm very upset that Snake's butt is gone in Smash Brothers Ultimate, but you don't see me harassing Sakurai about that because I I trust his creative vision, even if I may be personally sad about it. I trust that it is his work of art, and he can he can give Snake as flat a butt as he wants. Yeah, and and we can criticise that butt harshly oh, yeah. if need be. We can dig deep into that uh, butt uh, and find everything wrong with it. You know, my my favorite single player series is about to go fucking multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't see me giving shit to Bethesda. You, 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 and you... and for everything they did to Zhang He, not once, not once did I ever like directly bother anybody at Tecmo Koei about it. There's a very I bothered all of phrase. my viewers about it. There's a very simple phrase that a lot of people would um, do well to familiarize themselves with. Well, okay, this isn't going to be for me. And yep. that's that's all you have to say. You can, yeah. of course, express disappointment and maybe tell the devs, hey, I really would have loved it if this was in. Or, yeah. But, you yeah. know. I mean, hell, get angry about it if, it if it's genuinely shitty. But yeah. don't target people and harass even, them. Even coming from the other side, like the way you phrase things can really irritate in small ways. Like if someone says to me, are you going to make an X song? I'm usually like, yeah, yeah, cool. But when it's... Uh, say for example Where is your ex song? Yeah, or or literally they'll just type Pokemon song when? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, never. <laughs> yeah, when I get those, just the I'm like, don't expect me to put in effort for your entertainment if you won't even put in effort to to, to, to type request a sentence. something nicely. <laughs> just ah, uh, it's so demandy. You know, oh, to have the mental energy and free time and headspace to get that angry over games these oh, days God, yeah i wish i wish i had that much time and brain power available to me to just like waste it all on getting angry about games i do get that angry about world. games 
I, I get that. I get angry about everything. For that. I, I get that angry about snakes and butt, a, but that's luxury. like that's butt things. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm all for people getting pissed off about something, but you know, channel it. Like like maybe consider anchor management if it expresses itself bad. I did, and it's worked for me. So half yeah. the time, and it's so, fine to get you know, upset and angry about stuff. But Jesus, like, and I know on. some people. Some people listening might get offended and be like, oh, well, way to judge your audience, Jim. And uh, like I always say, if it don't apply to you, it don't apply to you. Yeah, and to be so, fair, most of the people listening to this podcast, I would imagine it probably, you know, very much doesn't apply to In all honesty, them, like, yeah. we're just venting. We're just venting yeah. and ranting at imaginary people who, even if they were listening, wouldn't pay attention. I think most of the audience is kind of ranting along. I, I think, with like, us yeah. right 100, 100 and whatever it is, 187 episodes in, I think people have gotten the idea of, like, oh, oh, yeah, like, we're, we're in a bit of a, a groove. We're probably going to generally agree with these three. I've proper scratched my throat talking about what they did to Jean. Yeah, I was enjoying your James Hatfield impression there. There is such a big red line on the audio file. <laughs> oh no. I'm glad uh, to, I'm glad I turned that that adjust the, the volume adjust off though. Um I did a podcast uh, with the House Show podcast. They're a local uh, wrestling podcast guys out here. They do commentary for Pro Wrestling Ego, which I'm in everyone yeah. and I'll be there at Saturday, uh, June 23rd at the Hideaway. Um, I'll be there, and so will Stardust. So that'll be fun and exciting for everyone, won't it? The undefeated Stardust. But anyway, I was over there, and they didn't change, like, like set a volume adjusty thing. And I started doing an impersonation of the music for the Undisputed Era. So I went right up to the mic and was just, shock the system, like that. And it ruined their whole podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. And oh, I'm no. sorry, I'm sorry, Corey. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. How show podcast? Was it podcast. a live podcast? It wasn't live. They they basically just they could only use my microphone, so they sounded off mic. Unfortunately, um, but it still went up and okay. Um, if anything, it it was a sh- if it was a shit show of a podcast, it matched the shit show of a pay per view we how, were talking about because Money yeah. in the Bank was shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, so welcome to Podquisition, everyone. I can't believe what they did to the wrestlers. Made them all wear green because it was a money in the bank green pay-per-view. I'm like, you already make them act the same. You script all their promos so they all sound the same. Now you're making them all dress the same. And I'm like, why the fuck? Why the effing fuck should I give a shit about any of these characters now? They're all wearing the same uniform. They're all nondescript sign pointers and briefcase lookers. There was a promo where they were all on different sized ladders. And I'm like, imagine in character asking Kevin Owens to get up a fucking ladder and stand there for marketing purposes. He'd say, no, no, I don't want to do that. I can't do the voice. And he wouldn't do it. Much less Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll stand up there. No, it wouldn't happen. Ember Moon's whole entrance was green for no reason other than for the wrestlers to advertise a show we are already watching. So how are you doing today, Gab? Good, good. I'm actually just, like, now imagining James Hetfield singing songs about, like, Mario and Waluigi and... Hey, it's Mario! Oh, man, he should play Dragon Ball. So I, I I had a good video gaming week this week because and and this is gonna yeah. I, I'm gonna get out my my big good video games cred here. Ooh, Please yeah. do. I, I, I've I, spoken enough for the whole podcast I, now. I, so. I, I got a victory royale in battle royale in in, 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 the, in the Fortnite. 
Congratulations! I, I did. I did the yeah. best of the people in the Fortnite. I'm. I'm so proud. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I saw close. your post on Twitter. <laughs> I came close. No cigar yet, but oh, that's wonderful. There's, so I've I've played 27 matches since it came out on Switch, mm-hmm. and of those 27, there's been like probably four or five where I got down to like the to like you know the last two or three people. Yeah. And this one match at the end, I was very lucky. I found an item that let me pretend to be a bush. And then I just, like, hid amongst some other bushes while the final player walked past me and I shot them nice. in the head. And I was like, <laughs> yay, go me. So I'll say, like, I've been playing Fortnite since it came on Switch. And I have gotten into it hard. Yeah, um, same. I liked, I, I really liked that 50 vs 50 mode. They yeah, had. it like, was really fun. taken it out now, but uh, hopefully they stick it back in because that was great. And I, I was racking up kills in that one. That yeah. one. And I was recording at the time for Jim Pression, so I'm going to look good at Fortnite. So I'm really pleased about that. Um, but I will say, like... Sorry. Oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, um, I played it this weekend. I had... Saturday night was the best night of entertainment I had ever, I, I ever had. Doctor Strange, uh, NXT Takeover Chicago. I got Silent Hill Two streaming through PlayStation Now, almost perfect, uh, and played a whole bunch of Fortnite. And I got down to number two um, in solo. And it was like only my second proper go. And so I was really excited <laughs> and thrilled because you start off playing it really chill because you don't expect to win. Yeah, but yeah. Once you get down to top ten, suddenly there are stakes. Oh god! When and... it was just me and the other person in the tiny circle, my heart—I could feel it beating right? out of my chest. Yeah, it's been a long time since hands shook when playing a game. <laughs> but when I was tr- desperately trying to go up against this other person with a grenade launcher, and they—they they were just a better shot. No, no bones about mm. it. But I was desperately trying to—if I just needed to hit them with one, and it would have been over. And when it was done, my hands were, like, shooken. Um, I was also just blasted that night as well, so that <laughs> played into it some. Um, uh, but I was I was like, wow, that, that it's a good fucking game. It's a good a fucking good game. game it's a good fucking port as well. Like, that is a yes. well-made port. It, it runs better on the Switch than, than um, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds does on the Xbox. Yes, yes uh, it does. Um, I like playing it in handheld mode a lot. Yeah, same. That that yeah. has been my preference. I've been really digging it in handheld, but like, I, I think I finally get Fortnite and why it's such a fucking big deal and why people love it. Same. Yeah. Like, same. I I am finally at the point where I'm like, I could see myself streaming a game of Fortnite. I could see myself doing that. Yeah, and and you know, for my the things I'm often concerned with. I don't dislike that business model. It's free to play, uh, which is always a good start. And it's direct purchase. So I'm fine with that. The main thing that's been like incentivizing me and I might drop some money on Fortnite just to do this is it randomly assigns a lot of attributes of your character. And I would like to be able to just play as a female character every time. So I might spend some money to get a female character skin. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are definite, there's like, Manipulation at play. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've always said that's the entry fee for a pay to win. Uh, not pay to win. Sorry, free to play. It's absolutely not pay to win. That's the glory of it. Um, you know, that's what you trade for a price, or you used to before sixty dollar games started. <laughs> um, so yeah, they have you know the items that are available for sale are like on a rotation, so that keeps you logging in all the time to look, look at the new stuff. And yeah, you know, if you want control over how the character looks, you need to get some sort of skin. Yeah. But you know, you're not 
digging yes. through fucking boxes trying to find randomised bits of a costume. You, you know what Fortnite has ended up doing this this past week? It's replaced the Binding of Isaac as my I just kind of want to jump in and play something that I know the gameplay loop of and can just enjoy from that perspective. It's really scratching that Binding of Isaac itch for me and I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, it's got that, you know, you can always just jump in and the experience will be a bit different. Yeah. You'll have a different range of, of exp- which is funny because, you know, Fortnite is pretty simple. You know, let's yeah. do Battle Royale and throw in some very simple Minecrafty shit. You know, yeah. v- bare basic bones Minecrafty shit. And, and it works. It works. F- and because there are so many players across the map, yeah. it it is always a little bit of a different ride each time, even though you're often doing the it's, same stuff. It's so much more fun than PUBG. Yeah, I used to like it's, PUBG more because I played Fortnite a yeah. bit. But now same. I'm like, no, this. there's a reason why this one... So, yeah, I, I was on board with PUBG because I didn't get on well with the crafting mechanics in Fortnite, and I felt like because I couldn't get on with those, I was being left behind a bit. Right, same deal, yeah. yeah. And then once I sort of got the grips of like basic crafting... And just enough to do the basics if I needed to. I was like, oh, yeah, now that that's out the way, this takes itself a lot less seriously and lets itself be a bit more fun than PUBG. Yeah. And and I also think that the weapon distribution is good enough. Oh, yeah. And, and the combat, uh, just easy to get to grips with enough that it rewards you a lot more or certainly makes you more emboldened to not just hide in a bathroom all the time. Yeah. Like I find, and I'm always a cautious player. And I still get to the like the final furlongs of Fortnite, mostly through cowardice yeah, and like, knowing I'll, when to pick a fight. I'll usually get one kill, maybe two at most, before the, the confrontation that kills me or that wins the game. Right, like, I right. might it, kill one or two people if they stumble upon me and I'm forced to defend myself. Yeah. But I'm not constantly bunkered down. No. I'm, I'm always, I always feel like I'm pushing forward, which I didn't feel like I was doing in PUBG a lot. Yeah. You know what we need to do at some point, Jim? We need, I don't What's know that? if we've got each other as Switch friends, but we need to try playing duos at some point. Yes, that would be fun. Yes. That'd be really fun. We should try that. But yeah, Fortnite is is a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, I, yeah, really I, into it. In, over the past week of playing it, I have gone from hide-and-seek champion that always dies right at the end because I hid until the end. <laughs> but now I'll, like, I'll, you know, I'll it's drop It's a legitimate in... strategy. It, it is a legitimate strategy. Like, I'll drop into somewhere populated at the start, try and grab a few nice guns, run away and hide for a second, uh, hop from, like, small hut to small hut, trying to, like, be like, is there anything in here? Is there good items? Can I, can I hide in here for a second? And then do some fighting at the end when it's like, oh, okay, there's not too many people now. Maybe I'll fight. <laughs> it's working out yeah, all right like for me. Yeah, eventually you have to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I, this is the only game where I've ever used sniper rifles. <gasps> Same. It's the only game where I use the full range of weapons. I never even tried in other games. It's... But here, I've, I'm, I'm actually dropping people. I, I don't know what it is about this game, but like, I'm the same as you. I usually will pick like an assault rifle or something, something that yes. does like quick rounds of bullets I can spray and nothing else. But now I find myself going like, I want to have one assault rifle and one uh, shotgun and a sniper, ideally. Yeah. And I'm using all of them. I was the same way. Always a mid-range combatant with like an assault rifle. Yeah. Uh, that's, and I like playing that way. 
Like, I know it's very vanilla, but I enjoy that. But this, yeah, I'm trying everything. And everything feels good to try. It's no wonder this has been such a mainstream hit. Because it's like Smash in a way. It's like, you can get super expert at it, but anyone can have a go and feel Mm. like they're making progress. And something that was pointed out to me on Twitter that's just like a really good observation about that game, 99% of people who play a match lose. And that's really like... Helpful yeah. for not feeling sucky about losing, in that you can go like, "Yeah, I lost, but everyone loses. No one ever wins at this game. It's fine," and you just not stress it. Yeah, yeah, and I think the visuals help as well because PUBG takes itself so much more seriously, at least artistically, um, and that just feels a bit more life and death. Whereas this, it's it's fun cartoons with everyone hopping about and building wacky things. It just it it feels more encouraging. Yeah. Uh, so with with that 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 bit of Fortnite out the way, we finally got on the cultural bandwagon. Uh, yes, Gavin, what because you... we're so old, and and it's taken us this long to know what to to get Fortnite. I, I played it before, but it wasn't until it was on the Switch and I could play it in yeah, bed so, like yeah. easily while listening to a podcast. We're, that I was like, oh, we're I get down it now. with we're down with the memes. The the cat said, "Can I has a cheeseburger." Uh, it's, I right? can has cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, yeah, not only are we down with the memes, we're down with the sickness. That's a new song, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Gavin, what you been playing this week? <laughs> I had a little go off Subnautica, which Ooh. is... Have either of you played this? I played little bits of it, like, mm. years ago when it was in early access. I've not yeah. played anything in a long it's, time. It's full release now, so it's basically kind of... Um, it's a survival game which at first made me think maybe I won't like this so much. Um, So basically you land on this alien planet in your little life pod. Your big mothership is in front of you burning out a little bit away and you're in this endless sea. And you kind of have to scavenge for uh, bits and pieces to repair your ship and build oxygen tanks and stuff. You can also have food and hunger, but I turn that off because I don't want to bother with that stuff. Managing one bar is enough for me, to be honest. Uh, in 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 it's very easy to build things. You only need a few bits of material, which is good because I hate gathering stuff for ages. <laughs> and um, it's very pretty, and the music's lovely. And it actually, as you go along, this very surprisingly deep and interesting story starts to unfold. And they send you to some new places. And to say anything else would be a spoiler, but it's actually it got quite a an interesting path in it, and I, and I really yeah. like it. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's much deeper than I expected it to be. Do you Are you too early to, to tell, or do you have a sense of sort of how long of a game this is to just, if you wanted to go through, see the story stuff? Oh, I don't know. That's, I'm about, that's fair. I'm about, I'm about 10 hours in, I'd say, and it feels like maybe like halfway or so. I, okay. I, I, I don't know. Okay. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I, I get that that's like an awkward question, a difficult question mm. to ask. Because like, it's, also, it's also got this kind of... Um, it's closer to Fallout than Minecraft, this kind of base building mechanic in it, which oh, yeah. I haven't really done much of yet. Uh, and you mean like a lot of presets and stuff? Yeah, a lot of presets, a lot of gotcha. wa- walls and rooms and things. Uh, and you can kind of grow food and, and, and stuff like that. But it, it does, as you go further in the story, the creatures, you go deeper into the sea and things get darker 
and it gets a little bit scarier and you're meeting much bigger scarier creatures to, as you go further deeper down and I've heard I don't personally experience this but a lot of people have said it really gets their fear of of the sea like going deep down into the sea um, because you literally have to go down into these you go over this underwater cliff into these dark endless chasms you're like a thousand feet under the water and you, you you suddenly come face to face with this leviathan creature and it can be quite uh, scary at times um but yeah it's good i like it a lot i didn't really think i would like it this much um if i was to throw criticisms at it i would say the the sparse kind of self-defense mechanics i won't even call them combat because it's not really combat they're quite clunky and clumsy and it's not very satisfying um, and there are certain enemies that attack you when you're kind of out out on the on the not the land, but you're you have to explore the big crashed ship at one point, and there's these enemies that attack you in there, and they're just annoying as shit to fight. Yeah. And uh, if you die, you respawn miles away back at your little life pod. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, definitely worth a try. I I know I'm not sure if Jim would like it because I know you find kind of survival stuff quite tedious. I've gotten very tired of them. Yeah, because I don't play them very often, so for me it's not quite as uh, yeah as tedious as it but might be for sure. other people who but play a lot of them. For me, they're a bit of a fine line to walk in that yeah. I I enjoy them, but can very quickly step over into the line of like finding myself compelled to do their yeah. resource loops and that can get very stressful so yeah i, like I the, yeah if, if if you switch off the food and the water literally the only bar you need to worry about is your oxygen when you dive under the water and yeah. you can kind of expand that over time so okay i'm i with that in mind i might give it a go because i find mm. yeah like when there's multiple bars to manage i find myself getting uncomfortably compelled to keep playing in a way where I'm <laughs> yeah. where I'm not enjoying myself I'm just doing it because it's the yeah. the gameplay loop that I'm meant to do but you also might find yourself compelled to keep them on that's the thing because <laughs> yeah. it is a choice well I'm going to I I'll I might give it a, a, a look out yeah. with those turned off because I would rather not get obsessive would... about playing stuff like this for for me it felt like what I was kind of hoping no man's sky would be like you know okay that's that's not... that's that's a good sell for me. I'll 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 check yeah. it out. Not not quite as like I think we all expected a lot more from No Man's Sky originally when we first saw it. By but but by the time the No Man's Sky launched, I would say Subnautica is kind of what I was expecting from it at that okay. point. Uh, what other things have people played this week? You played anything else, Jim? Uh, yeah, but first of all, I gotta say what PUBG. You know PUBG. Yeah. We were talking about Fortnite. PUBG. Yeah, yeah. PUBG. Very angry at Fortnite for copying them, oh, suing yeah. them. Oh, in, in... I saw yeah. this news this morning. <laughs> they they're copying the battle pass. Yeah, they're stealing the battle pass. It's like, That's hey, here's, here's here's the thing that lasts for about a month that you can pay some money for, and it will unlock additional cosmetic items, and it's it's themed around a certain thing each month. It's definitely not the battle pass. Yeah, that that event pass. It's not even a good name. Their event yeah. pass. Um, I mean, Paladins has copied it as well, uh, at least from what I can tell. Yeah, but Paladins but, um, isn't shouting at Fortnite and exactly. saying, Fortnite, you're stealing things from me. Exactly. No one's giving uh, Paladins uh, shit. Okay. I mean, they, they gave it some shit because uh, of Overwatch, because how dare you yeah. be similar to Overwatch. But, uh, they, they, you know, well, to be fair, they did, they did actively steal some art from Overwatch. Are, um, 
you know. Did they? Yeah, there were some bits of stolen background art used. <gasps> like I didn't know that. I believe oh, so. Let, let me double check. This is a thing. I'm pretty sure it was paladins. But yeah, continue. What is this limbo of the lost. <laughs> I I hope that ethically, because of the way they believe about these battle royale things, I hope PUBG are paying Koshun to cameo royalties on everything they do. Nice. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, they should. The 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 he he was the one who invented it. Exactly. That's mm. the thing. They they didn't invent shit. Uh, but there you go. That's funny. Uh, but speaking of Paladins, I've been playing that as well. That's another one that I've been playing a lot more of now that it's on Switch. So I've been playing it on Switch. It's it's fun. It's another one I'm really oh. liking playing handheld. It's very good to just casually uh, play off to the side. Sorry to very quickly interrupt you. I have looked up this thing. Uh, yes, I can yeah. definitely find uh, one piece of promo art for Paladins used um, a piece of official art of the Lijiang Tower from Overwatch in the background. Um, oh my so, god. Yeah, I knew it wasn't a thing I'd made up out of nowhere. Like, they they either steal or just, like, trace over Overwatch art. Oh my god. Yeah. Paladimbo of the Lost. That's what that is. Fucking, I got a copy of Limbo of the Lost on my desk. Uh, I'm I, I still yet to play it, but I've been wanting to do a Jimquisition on it, like, forever. Because it's one of my favourite things in the world. Um, for those listening who don't know what Limbo of the Lost is, this is... I'm holding it right now, my hand just grinning. Um, it was called by JustAdventure.com, uh, a Grey Day Adventure. Uh, it had stolen so much art from other games. <laughs> and this actually released uh, so much art from other games, including, um, I think it was Oblivion, certainly some Elder Scrolls stuff, maybe some... Uh, Diablo in there, lots of RPGs uh, for a really bizarre point and click adventure game with some of the most amazing voice acting and a song at the end that uh, I would recommend people look up. Uh, amazing. Um, I mean, at least uh, Paladins is a good game, but and they only used it in concept art. But even so, I mean, especially when you're going to get compared to Overwatch anyway, you're not helping your case, you cheeky fucking. Yeah. I, yeah, cheeky fucking thieves. I want to check. Uh, I want to check Baladins out purely because I've heard it's kind of like Overwatch and it's on the Switch, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it, I, can, yeah. I can dig that. I, I'd probably pick it up at the end of the month, I reckon. It's got a lot of interesting characters, and the combat is fun and uh, very rewarding. You always feel like, uh, I mean, the game basically just uh, flashes up that you've eliminated someone, even if you. Uh, you know, if you've just dealt a good deal of damage to them. So you're constantly being told that you're really, really good yeah. at the game, whether you are or not. I, I, as someone um, bad at games, I need that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's great. It's great for one's uh, sense of ego and pride yeah. in what, what they're playing. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's... I really like the support classes. They've got interesting methods of, of keeping the healing up. Um, but there's not a character in any of the classes that I don't like. Um, oh, rather, there's... There's, there's no class that doesn't have a character you like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a, Every class has something I can happily play, uh, yeah. and they all play fun enough. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's good on the Switch. Um, it's I mean, it's good enough that if it didn't have things like loot boxy shit in it, yeah. I'd, I'd have probably plunked some money down, so um, you know, some extra money down. Yeah. Right, but nah. it, It's currently, you pay to get it at the moment, but a few months from now it's going to be free to play, I think is the deal with that game. This, this is the thing, they, yeah. they did the same on PC, where it's like, it's the Founders Pack, come in early, like, play it before anyone else, and pay us some money, and we'll give you some items, and if you're willing to just wait a bit, you can have it for free. 
Yeah, I was hesitant to to go in on the founders pack, but I you know I wanted to test it out and look yeah. into potential. I, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie. While while we've been recording this, I I saw paladins on your playlist. I was like, <laughs> I'll just drop them an email. See if I can get see if I can get a code for that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I do want to check it out. It it I've heard like really good things about its performance. Like apparently it keeps a, yes. a solid sixty frames a second in docked mode, which is nice. Yeah, so far it runs super smooth it's mm. really good it's it's you know it's as good as fortnite in terms of the port job um and the frame rate is like i've, I've been mostly playing in handheld of course but on there the f- you're hit in the face with the frame rate it just it feels so good to, uh, to play it on a small I'm, screen at that rate it's i'm so it's excited very we're starting to get online focused games with good ports on switch yeah that's a weird I mean, world right to now, live in Right now, the Switch is doing better than the poor PC on all of the fronts, um, at least in terms of you know getting reliable experiences and, yeah. and not being completely filled with shit. Switch is currently the main thing I'm playing multiplayer games on at the second. Weird, isn't it? But it's, I'm the same it way between weird Fortnite world. and Paladins. I'm playing multiplayer all day long, um, just on a little handheld. It's it's wacky, it's... but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Oh, uh... We mentioned PUBG before. A bit of news that I just wanted to throw out there that I thought was like kind of hilarious to me about about them. So about two months ago, they gave you the ability to select maps. So you can be like, oh, I only want to go on this map or I don't want to go on this map and that sort of thing. Two months later, they've taken it out. Because they, they, they were introducing a third map to the game and they're like, oh no, if we let people choose what map they want to go on, there won't be enough people to go around all three maps. We won't be able to do <laughs> matchmaking. So you got to play random maps that you don't choose again because there's not enough for matchmaking. Cool. Yeah, so they gave people a really good feature and then took it away because there weren't yeah. enough people playing to sustain the feature. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, well, we, pl- well. we played anything else <laughs> this week? Um, I mean, I could go three for three on... Uh... Switch games Go that have allowed on. me to be late to the party. It's <laughs> yeah. like welcome to the Switch, Rector. It is Hollow Knight. Uh, I've been. I was waiting mm. specifically for the Switch I, version of I that before digging in. I haven't tried it yet, but I downloaded it on Switch, and I was doing the same. I was waiting for the Switch port. Yeah, it's fucking good. It's fucking good. Can't can't complain there. Um, you know, platformer. It's got a Dark Souls uh, death and recovery mechanic. Um, and a few, you know, it, it's, there are some similarities, uh, but the latter day Castlevanias is a huge influence, um, more red, more ready influence, I think. Um, but it does have some really nice boss fights. Um, it looks gorgeous. Another game that on the handheld mode looks fucking really, really, really good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Hollow Knight is a lot of fun. Uh, challenging. Uh, in the in all the the right ways and all the good ways uh, that that keeps you playing and uh, will fucking annoy you sometimes, but not too badly. Not enough to make you want to never pick it up. So yeah, Hollow Knight again, like the third game I've played this week, and they were pretty much all I've been playing this week. But yeah, uh, yeah the, all three games switch ports that allow me to get in on something that people have been enjoying for months and months <laughs> on end. Uh... The, the only other thing I've played this week is uh, 
So I kind of got out of Pokemon Go for about three weeks. Um, to make a long story short, I moved house a while ago and I didn't have a good raiding group set up again, which meant that like, hey, I, I ended up missing out on one of the legendary Pokemon because I just moved. I didn't know anyone, didn't get the raid done. And I kind of felt a bit of relief at that. I was like, okay, there's a bit of me that just doesn't have to stress about it now. I, I, I now physically cannot get everything. So I'll just, you know, enjoy the ride. And then as if right on cue to get me hooked back in, they announced trading is coming to Pokemon Go finally after like two years. And Oh yeah, uh, so you tweet about that. Yeah, that suddenly gives me an opportunity to get that Pokemon I missed and now I'm right the fuck back in. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I kind of think... I was just yeah. beginning physical therapy for my back when Pokemon Go was first exploding. And it's like, shit, trading's just come in now. Yeah. It, now when I'm merrily gambling about town? Yeah, like, I I had just come out of, like, lower surgery for trans stuff when that game came out and was, like, just getting back up on my feet and out and moving. And now it's getting trading. Um, yeah. So... We are literally, like, <laughs> different. Way different from when yeah. this came out. I've got a long white beard. <laughs> I've so, got a long white beard and I'm covered in cobwebs. Yeah. So, I am so old now. I'm, I'm going to do my thing. I do occasionally where I just like spiel about Pokemon Go for a minute. Oh, yes, like, it's important to me, so I'm going to spiel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I was a little bit put off by the way they announced trading was going to work. So trading, you've got to do it in person. You've got to be in the same physical place. Uh-huh. Uh, you also have to level up friendship with that trainer to trade with them. To trade, like, stuff that you... If it's legendaries or stuff that you've not yeah. caught before, you have to basically interact with that person in person a number of times to be able to do those trades. And put sim- uh, and also it costs some resources that you collect in-game. And initially I was kind of bummed by that, because in my head I had just gone, I have a big Twitter, I'll go on Twitter and be like, this is what I have, this is what I need, who's, who's gold trade? Um... But I'm actually, it's kind of grown on me in the last couple of days, the the way that they're doing the trading system, because yeah. the whole point of Pokemon Go, honestly, is filling up your collection. If if you were able to just, okay, we did all the trades, I've, I've got my full collection now, it kind of kills any reason to play that game. Right. And as such, what they are doing is they're being like, hey, you can trade... Pokemon that this person, you know, you can send someone a Pokemon they don't have, but you gotta, you gotta do some social interaction for it, and yeah. it's it's working out really nicely for me in that in the couple of days since this was announced, uh, the the raid group in my new local area that I found have already set up like, okay, here is a chat group that is this is what people want and need, so you can pair up with each other. They've got a first weekend of the month. Uh, Hey, if you if you've agreed to do trades with someone and want to meet up in a public place to make sure that like they're cool and that they're not like creepy or anything, like we will all come and meet on like first weekend of the month. Everyone can meet the people they want to do trades with and sort that stuff out. And it's gotten me like people who I had seen a lot when raiding, and I would say were friendly acquaintances. Like we know each other by face, we have polite chit chat. I've ended up, like, having proper conversations with and getting to know because I'm like, well, we want to do this, like, high-level trade that is going to require us to, like, boost up friendship points in person for a bit. 
might as well get to know each other. And I've, I've made a couple of new friends this week doing that, and it's been mm. really nice. So I, I was really put off by it, but it's kind of grown on me as a, a thing that's like, yeah, you can do those trades finally, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to be sociable to do it. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it sounds interesting, but but call me cynical. Yeah, all I can think is, hey, Chet, you want a jigglypuff? Yeah, this, this... like that's all I can think. <laughs> so that's that's the obvious elephant in the room is you are requiring people to do one-on-one meetups as opposed to raids, which were like group activities. Big group and, things. Yeah. And like, I'm thankful. Yeah, that's that, a bit dodge. Yeah, it's. I'm thankful that my raiding group has been so proactive in being like, hey, we'll do a first weekend of the month, meet people, make sure they're not creepy, weird people. Yeah. Um, before you commit to, like, you know, befriending people. But I do wonder how long it's going to be before the first story of, like... Yeah, like, when's yeah. this going to get in the news? Yeah, yeah I, I worry about that, but it's probably not going to affect me, I hope. Just thinking about the game mechanics, I'm excited that finally all of those region-exclusive Pokemon that I caught while traveling the world and no one else in my, my local area has, I'm like, haha, I have the gold now, everyone, everyone, give me all of your shiny Pokemon. Give me yeah, all of the you, good you ones. You are now king shit of fuck mountain because now, you've yeah. traveled worldly and a lot of people don't, so... Indeed, because... You're basically the poke dealer. I am now the poke dealer. Like, I, as soon as I mentioned in my raiding group, I'm like, oh yeah, I have, like, some spare Kangaskhan, some spare Tauroses, some spare Farfetch'd. I had people, like, battering down the door being like, I'll give you this, I'll give you that. Which I, I feel very... As opposed to people who are very literally banging on Sakurai's door. <laughs> With torches and pitchforks going, Waluigi! Waluigi! Which I imagine is what they did in real I life. I imagine so. But yeah, nothing much else to say about it. Like, the the feature is nebulously coming soon. Uh, don't know exactly when, but I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. So I will get back to everyone on how that goes. Unless I get I murdered cut my by long white a Pokemon. Beard in the meantime. I, I, I will get back to you unless I'm murdered by a Pokemon trainer who just, yeah. you know, kills me in an alley. Like, like, just general advice to anyone listening. Do not truck with Pokemon perverts. Poke pervs, not cool. Yeah. They're, poke, they're... poke chill folks who want to have a fun time. it's not very fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll, they'll Genghis your penis. Uh, so, should we want to do a bit of news for a bit? Because we've got a couple of newsy bits we can rattle through this week. Yeah, uh, why not? So, you know, there was that whole story last week about, like, hey, you can't play Fortnite on the Switch with your account if it's, you know, connected to the PS4. And mm-hmm. this was a whole thing. Uh, we finally got, like, a relatively not PR-worded comment from someone who would know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, so an ex, uh, ex-president ex of Sony Online Entertainment... Uh, very frankly talked about Sony's attitude to crossplay and basically said, hey, when I was there, the reason why Sony was like dead set against crossplay is it's money. They don't want you getting any value proposition out of... Like, they don't want to give you any incentive to play anything on any other ecosystem. They want you to just go... Yeah. And this this is like predictable, but he basically said yeah. they want you to buy a PlayStation and only play the games there and to not play anywhere else because... In their mind, it seems like if you play in multiple places, that's less money to Sony. Yeah, it's it's zero sum thinking. Yeah, and it, it falls in line with a, a, 
I mean, you just have to look at their fucking systems and yeah. the locks and restrictions that have been on them over the years to know that Sony wants complete dominance of its platform. Yeah. It doesn't want to just have control over the platform. It wants to 100% yeah. dominate your experience yeah. on it. So, is there another it's game? It's closing can them I, off. Can I ask you something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So basically, the main issue from what I'm gathering here is that people are upset that you can share your Fortnite account between platforms except Sony, right? Yes. Yeah. Is there li- is there any other game in the world that lets you do that? Yes, there are. Okay, so mm-hmm. there are multiple games that are all in this same situation. Uh, okay. Rocket League. You can play okay. with people on any platform except if you're on PS4, you can't play with Xbox One or Switch. But Xbox One and Switch can play together. They can play with PC. PC can play with PS4. Yeah. It's just yeah. Sony doesn't want to play ball. Uh, Minecraft is the same. You can have cross-play between all the platforms other than the PS4. Um, There's a a bunch of examples like this where it is... The reason this blew up is is, because... Is, am I wrong in thinking some of the controversy is that you can't take all your kind of gear and items from your yeah, PC, yeah. say, onto... And the thing is, is, you know, you play. I can bring my Uplay account across yeah. multiple platforms. That's yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah. The, um, the issue... So it's the, there are exceptions. Yeah, the... But the reason this blew up is because a lot of people play Fortnite and then a lot of people playing it on PS4 wanted to try it on Switch can you and transfer, found out they couldn't. Can you transfer saves, actually, on Uplay? Say if I've got like twenty hours on a a, a, a Splinter Cell, say I... on PC, can I then load up those saves on a PS4? I don't. I doubt it. No, I doubt it because of infinite probably not saves. But yeah, like the... but certainly like the rewards and yeah. stuff are bound to the UPlay account, I believe, the... not the game. Yeah, but the, the... Oh, they would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the sort of thing that like bugged people about this particular example is just the fact that. Uh, if you put money into Fortnite on PC and wanted to switch to Switch, you could do so totally fine. Bring over all your progress, all your items, everything that you've paid for carries over. The fact that Sony is just arbitrarily like, no, you played it on PS4 just once. You don't get to choose where you bring yeah. your stuff anymore. And it's yeah. compounded by the fact you can't transfer it even if you unlink your account from yeah. the PS4. It's forever if you tainted. detach it. Yeah, it's basically been poisoned you don't by have, PlayStation. You don't have the option to say, okay, I will stop playing on PS4 so that I can play on yeah. on Switch. Whereas, like, And on yeah. top of that, they're not warned. Yeah. You're not warned that'll happen. And Sony's attitude has just been fucking yeah. shit. Which is why I was glad to hear this, like, frankly, quite open comment of, like, yeah, no, they, they just don't want to let you. They want control. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that they did say in this uh, Twitter exchange was keep making a point of saying this to Sony because Sony will change this if you don't shut up about it. Oh, Justin's been taking that to heart. Every single time PlayStation tweets something, he will spin the tweet around to make it about Fortnite. <laughs> and he's been doing that but, all week. Like, this is this is an ex-Sony boss that was like, yeah, just keep bugging them. Like, that's the only way you're going to get this to change. Yeah. And bug a corporation, not an individual. Yes, yes. There's your difference exactly. between the Waluigi stuff and the Fortnite yeah. thing. Uh, other bits of news... Assassin's Creed Origins is hiring primarily Greek voice actors, which is like a nice little thing. Well, I mean, it's primarily yeah. Greek set of characters, yeah, so not having, it would make not sense. Not having too many American people like put on fake Greek accents. That's not. Yeah. That's always nice. I mean, it, sh- it should make sense, but then, you know, the amount of uh, p- uh, films set in Egypt 
where it's all like British, pasty British yeah, guys. Exactly. Um, you know, it shouldn't be dramatic. This only makes logistical sense. Yeah, exactly. Except in the context of the bloody culture we uh, have. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it's sensible and right. It's just a, so, it's just a nice good. bit of positive news this week. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I want to rub it in Ubisoft's face again that they kept saying it's too hard to do this stuff. <laughs> and now when it's, uh, you know, when they can get publicity of it, it's suddenly not hard anymore. Yeah. Uh, but it is good that it's doing it. At least that when it's in corporate's cynical interest to do yeah. something culturally, it's usually a sign that that's, you know, making progress, that cultural yeah. element that they're seizing upon. So it's a, it's still good. Even if it is, you know, at least yeah. I think it's a bit cynical, I, and especially for movers. I agree with you, but I'm still happy it's happening. Um, and that's it, yeah. yeah. Uh, other bits of Ubisoft news this week. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is getting a beta in late 2019. <laughs> that game. Yeah, we won't see that forever. Yeah, that game's a fucking long way off still. Trading will be in Pokemon Go before we see Beyond Good and Evil 2. I reckon battling will be in, in Pokemon Go before uh, fucking... Beyond Good and Evil Two yeah. happens. Star Star Citizen might be. You know, oh no, that's n- not that's never that's never fucking that's never and... fucking coming out. I promise you, that's never <laughs> fucking coming out. Like you, that... no, it'll be fully finished, fully furbished on all the systems, yeah. including Switch. <laughs> all, all, all I will say here is that game ain't never coming out. So yeah, uh, oh Star Citizen. What was the news this week that they're selling like a twenty three thousand dollar pack for it or something that's a that's news every week yeah. isn't it there's always some exorbitant tens of thousands of dollar item for sale um people always ask me to do a gymquisition on it and i've always said like it it's outside of my realm of expertise in terms of genre and game and everything uh so i didn't really look into it too much at the beginning but now there are it's years and years of intricate and legal shit to pull and not just our citizen the other companies surrounding it the ones that are of you know threatened it the individuals who have wanted to it, sue it um it's it, so much that i'd have to take a, at least a month off just for the research bit i if you ever do decide to do the Star Citizen one, I can, I can send you some things that might be of interest. Yeah, maybe. But, um, but, yeah. I, I'm not disinterested in doing it's it. It's just but oh right my now, god, the work. So much else. Yeah, it's why I've not done anything on it. Is just yeah. oh my god, the work involved in this. The most honest episode I can do very about it. Overwhelming. Would... Yeah, it really. It's it's so intricate and political and just full of what the fuck. And the most honest video I would do if I tried to do it now would be me just looking at it all and just saying, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, roll credits. Uh, so other bits of news we had. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. You won't be able to buy the bits of DLC individually if you just want one of the bits. Nope, you've got to buy they them all. Go fuck off. got to buy them all. They can go fuck an egg. They can fuck an egg and wash themselves with the shell. I'm... No, not... It, I was already not buying this one because they took the campaign out and replaced it with a fucking battle royale mode. And you know what? I'm I'm all right playing Fortnite. And I Paladins. wonder is this a result of the dwindling player base? Because if Some they do this, so. it means they don't have different people with different sets of DLC in yeah. tiny little mm. lobbies. Funnily enough, Red Letter Media did a video not uh, not long ago um, because the solo film didn't do as hot as the others in terms of making money mm. and and they pitched as a joke 
only focusing on hardcore Star Wars fans and selling the movies as limited deluxe editions and charging thousands of dollars to go and watch it to make more money off a smaller user base. First of all, I thought, well, that's cute that people covering films are only just now seeing shit that we've been seeing for years and years. Uh, But then as I think about it, it's like, it does almost look like that's what the Call of Duty series is doing, whether or not it's motivated by a dwindling player base or not. It looks like they're just trying to squeeze blood from a stone. Yeah, that's... The more I hear about Black Ops 4, the more I'm just like, it's not the Call of Duty for me. Which is a shame, because I yeah. used to pick them up annually and always enjoy them. Oh, same. This will be the first one I don't buy and yeah, play and, I think and do some same, coverage Same for of. me. And I understand why they're taking the single player out. It just means that it's, uh, as we said at the start of the show, it just means it's not for me anymore. It just means the 20 or 30 people like us that, you know, that's a Mm. deal breaker for, it's just not going to be for us. Well, I mean, it started that way for me. It was like, you know, clearly they... The multiplayer stopped being for me years ago. Mm. And clearly if they take the campaign out, that's what I've always been interested predominantly in. So yeah, Mm. not for me. But then this subsequent news is like, if the single player was in, it could still fuck itself now because I've gone from being disinterested to pretty just disgusted with it. Uh, Activision are going for everything on this. The multiple fucking editions, the season pass, the DLC tied to the season pass. They still want to, you know, fuck around with loot boxes, uh, microtransactions, pay to win. It's what their multiplayer's become. Um, Whole modes now held to ransom. Uh, they are basically compounding everything and mm-hmm. trying to be the shittest example and trying to normalize some of the shittest business practices in the industry. Activision Blizzard can seriously go fuck itself. Yeah, kind of agree. Yeah. Kind of agree. And there. they make all their employees wear green during Money in the Bank as well, fuckers. Yeah. Uh, so we got a couple of questions to finish off this week's episode. If you're up for some questions, Ooh. yeah, people were yeah. people were asking for this lately. So. Yeah, so we will bring them back. We'll bring back a couple of questions. So, uh, gonna start with one from Kick Out of Brew. You might have answered this already, but what's your favourite song in a video game? Ooh. And I guess this could be either piece of like just music track or a mm. you know a song that's in a in a game. Well, yeah. well, at the end of Wasteland 2, I finished that game and there was this really good song that <laughs> yeah. came up in the credits. It's I... worth looking up. It's called uh, Cries of a Dead World by Miracle of Sound. <laughs> that sounds great already. It's really, that's, really... That's music to my ears. Probably the greatest, not just, not just greatest song, but greatest piece of music in not just video <laughs> games, but in art. Like so, mm, I, maybe ever. <laughs> so I've got a couple of answers to this. Uh, the the two that jump to mind for me are um, in in the game To the Moon. Towards the end, there is a single piece of music with lyrics called "Everything's All Right," mm. and it is like the emotional hit you in the heart, gut punch of that game. And it's just a oh, beautiful track at just the perfect time. The other one that jumps to mind is Ellen Page's cover of "Lost Cause" in Beyond Two Souls. Say what you will about that game. I really loved her cover of that song. And I am, like, legitimately bummed out that there is no full-length cover of it. Because it's really, like, my favourite version of that song. Cool. Yeah. Either of you got any game song thoughts? 
Yeah. You see, I could talk about music all day, but like like actual, you know, orchestral or tunes, but yeah. uh, actual songs. That's well, uh, that's a thing. Well, that... we... well, there's there's certainly like f- the font song at the end of the first Mass Effect always comes to mind for me. The the one a lot of people like that one. There, there's a track in the the Mass Effect Two soundtrack that I think is called Suicide Mission. Oh, oh that's amazing! It's yeah. a fucking good track. Yeah, I mean that's technically that's not a song, but it uh, is still one of the best fucking pieces ever I, in a I, video I game. I think we can get away with it for this question, probably. Um, the <laughs> the airport level in Max Payne Three uh, was it called Tears? I think the song was called, or maybe that was the name of the band. It was really really well done. Ubisoft are good at it too. I think they always like like when you're in Far Cry. You, was it Far Cry Three where you burn all the weed and there's that uh, <laughs> like dubstep kind of song yeah, playing? Yeah, I think and, so. Yeah, I think that was. And the they mission. had Judas Priest, Turbo Lover, and Watch Dogs Two when you're doing the races. I thought that was really cool. Uh, oh, that one was fucking good. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what's that track when you're climbing the missile at the beginning of Saints Row Four? It's uh, Aerosmith. Oh, it's Aerosmith. Yeah, that that was a good use of a track. Yeah. Um, Alex was watching Armageddon. The other day, that's ruined. That film's ruined now, thanks yeah. to that moment in Saints Row. Um, it's when I think songs or, or any music. When people talk about game music, my brain always goes to uh, Silent Hill. So I can't now get Room of Angel from Silent Hill Four out my head. Oh, yeah. That was a a very haunting, miserable song, but is also very beautiful in its uh, present. And I'm a big fan of piano as well, um, and its implementation in the game. Uh, for a certain scene uh, is really well done yeah. and and so that's just predominantly on my head there there are better ones um i, I genuinely like the, sonic boom <gasps> the 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 theme yeah tune to sonic it's ironically kind of great isn't it <laughs> it's got... so cheese but oh it's, my God. it's in that same fun. vein the opening title track to shadow the hedgehog Mwah. I have to to hand it to them this year when they showed the trailer to um, Metro. Is it Metro Exodus? Yeah, yeah. And they had Massive Attacks Angel playing over that. That that was a a match made in heaven. Yeah, Mm. yeah. uh, And it was they're they're using actual songs this year, not like gloomy cover versions of them. True. I liked the use of uh, Four Rusted Horses, Marilyn Manson song in the. the, the commercials for Fear 3. Fear 3 was shit, and it didn't actually use the song. But, um, it, or it might have, I don't think it did. But the commercial made it look good with that tune. It was re- really well and, put and together. Andrew WK, the perfect match for Rage 2, yeah. it would seem. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, next question. Uh, I'm your turbo lover! Chantal Albion wants to ask <laughs> Do any of you have a bizarre childhood memory you'd like to share? Just a weird childhood memory. Oh, fuck, not ones I'd like to share, yeah. I don't think. Lots of I've got a lot of weird childhood horrific, memories. Horrific, traumatic but, ones, I, but not really. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I saw this question. I could think of one that was like a positive weird one for me, which was when I was like six in school, uh, we, we were getting like a lesson about allergies and we were being told basically like one of our classmates had a peanut allergy and all the various symptoms that happen. And I turned around to my teacher and told my teacher that I was allergic to yellow. Now, they had no record of me being allergic to anything. They panic that, like, they've not been informed of an allergy that's a problem. And my parents are like, no, no, no allergy to yellow. Don't know what the fuck you're on about. Um, took me several years to work out how to explain what the fuck six-year-old me was on about. 
I have this thing called synesthesia. Like, like many of us, you went into convulsions of pain when you heard yellow by Coldplay. Ah, almost. <laughs> I, I, I have this thing called synesthesia where sometimes some of my senses cross over and like I, colours will have other senses attached to them, which is a weird thing. And yellow, just bright shades of yellow, make my mouth go really sour, my face heat up and I get really dizzy and feel sick. And it's just this one shade of yellow that does it. And just as a kid, I was like, I'm allergic to yellow. Didn't know how better to explain what, what was going on. That's a weird childhood memory. Fun. Yeah. I mean, sort of. It's I mean, there was one time we, we, we took my brother's uh, friend to this playground and he did a shit on the slide. <laughs> right, I was just thinking about this. You can imagine how this. that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, most of the ones that aren't horrific... Yeah. Often involve my brother and almost invariably involve feces of some kind. Yeah. Oh. Um, and my I don't know if I can tell up, any up of on it. a tree branch oh. and told me to climb up the tree to him. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, my one once ran out of toilet paper and thought the wall was a good alternative. Um, <laughs> and and it was a mystery for several days. Who made the giant brown streak on the wall next to the toilet? Uh, it was like someone had started painting the wall in brown um, and gave I hope up. it wasn't a mystery of what the giant brown streak was. I mean, no one had to do a taste test, yeah. so I think we um, were okay. I, I accidentally hit my, my younger sister in the head with a golf club when we were young. Um... My, my my stepdad was trying to teach me how to do golf swings and like my four-year-old sister ran up behind me as I was swinging backwards and I just hit her in the head with a golf club. Did she acquire synesthesia at this point as well, maybe? No, no, no. Not, not that I'm aware of. She does have a nice little forehead can... scar from that. I genuinely am trying to rack my brain for fun, weird childhood memories. And so much of it involves just shit and dead animals. I don't know why that's all I'm thinking of. The dead animal stories aren't even fun. It's literally I saw a dead animal. I saw a hedgehog with its eyes out. Someone once lifted a rat. It might have been me even. Lifted up a dead rabbit with a stick to see what was underneath. Pile of maggots. Uh, a a, a I, I construction vehicle and, like, heading towards a dead bird. Just staring. Just waiting for the inevitable. Isn't childhood fun? Uh, Shit and dead animals. Wall and like stare at it for hours and laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And that that was like apparently you know not normal. (laughs) Uh, I apparently used to just sit and like close my eyes and rub my fingers on my eyes to like. Have you ever done that as a child? Where like basically everything goes like very swirly colors. It looks like you're traveling to some other fucking dimension. I used to just sit and do. I I used to just sit and do that. I would just sit there and. Try and make myself travel to alternate dimensions in my eyes. Yeah, I'd do that shit. Trying to convince myself it was some sort of video game or something yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, it was something to pass Trying the time Trying to like, control school. it like it was a lucid dream or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm I sure used to watch Through the Dragon's sure Eye, but that wasn't more weird. stories, but they're, they're yeah. for my therapist. That, that, that'll do. There's some bizarre yeah. childhood stories. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could talk... I could literally do a podcast called Shit and Dead Animals... And fill at least ten. I could get a season out of it. Uh, right. So we've got a question from Jack on Twitter. What's been the? You look back on your careers. What's been the most defining moment in your career? Like, what's the thing that you look and go, "That's the bit of work that I did. That 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 was the bit of work that made everything happen." Or the bit that you look back mm. on and go, "That was the good bit." 
being, sure being number one on so the iTunes metal chart ahead of Iron Maiden and Nightwish. Nice. Oh heck! Yeah, that was that was still my favourite moment. I, and and having having one having two of the songs in the Irish language made it extra bonus. I I think on a similar note, being the being this podcast being at the top of the iTunes podcast chart when when it launched, like being above like Welcome to Night Vale and stuff. Like at at that point. This was like a week or two into me like trying to do this as a full-time job and to see us like up the top above like to see our podcast even if just temporarily up above It's a nice momentary yeah, po- yeah podcast but... that I'd listened to before was like for me a moment of oh maybe this can work out. Yeah, I mean certainly more the no other podcast I've done is listened to as much as this one so must be doing something right. Yeah. We must be we must be succeeding on some level. Um, for me, I'm sure people would say, and I loathe to agree with them, but they they they'd be probably right. Would be uh, you know getting sued and uh, yeah. that whole deal with digital homicide. Um, I I don't like crediting it with that, but it like I met someone Sunday night, the Money in the Bank thing, and um, apparently he didn't recognise me without the red glasses on. I don't okay, know so- how. <laughs> So but the, he spent the whole night with me, not knowing it was me. And then when it was, the first thing he brought up was the the lawsuit. Yeah. I'd like to say it was the ten out of ten for Deadly Premonition. I'd like to say that set the tone kind of for my like, whole career. They're kind of different things, really, aren't they? There's career defining, and then there's yeah. moments that got a lot of attention your yeah. way. Like Podquisition starting was where like I knew that things were gonna go okay for for, for doing this job. I think the like thing that I'm proudest of that I look back on and go like that's the bit of work that I fucking kicked it out the park with was that PS4 Slim review before it had been unveiled. Like that is still my like I I, I nailed that one. I nailed true, I nailed it. True. I I they, no Sony lawyers knocked down me door. I got a couple of million YouTube views. Uh, I did all right. Yeah, you, not, you, you I, hit I, it I should also mention Wake the White Wolf as the moment my uh, YouTube channel literally doubled yeah. in size. I, 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 someone, you, re- oh, sorry, yeah, go on. Oh, no, I was just saying, you can look through my YouTube history and literally at the point that song comes out, the views double and yeah. stay that way for, um, <laughs> forever. So, yeah. Someone point. I think my early escapist run as well, mm. like once the, there was an episode, I think it might have been the third one, but it was certainly. A good starting point would be the original Dynasty Warriors is the Citizen Kane of Gaming that I did on The Escapist. Um, I re-argued it in a There's different a title. later. But that one was certainly when I re- referenced that the show had become popular uh, after all of the hate it had received mm. and uh, started to just... Uh, you know, I said I can start taking liberties with the content and just put out whatever I want. And then that just started... That it, it went downhill from there, uh, or uphill, um, and yeah, that was the moment when it was like, oh, now it's working. Yeah, because that was when I'd started playing up the ego thing, trying to troll the people who already hated it, and then they started liking it because they liked the the trolly persona, and then that kind of stuck. Yeah, we've we've done some alright stuff, haven't we? We've had some careers. We've done okay. We've done alright. I don't know, right? You know, when when the sun sets, uh, I can say I achieved things. I I don't know how you're finding it, Jim, but it'd be be fucking nice if YouTube would be a bit better these days. It's very, very, very inconsistent. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's, they they recently took the arrows off the analytics. Yeah. Where you can look at a glance, like, what's going up, what's going, there's no reason for it, there's Mm. no explanation for it. They just make it harder and harder to know what the fuck's going on. Mm. Um, like I said, it, 
so many people are losing views they don't know why i got they don't know why i've never had so many messages as i did this week from people who weren't shown the video they didn't get a Mm -hmm. notification it didn't even show up in the subscriptions when you click the subscriptions tab you know that's where you're supposed to just see everything in chronological order and it didn't it uh, didn't show up in there so you know how are people supposed to know (laughs) you put something out yeah and YouTube has already fucking admitted it's hiding videos because yeah. I know Blender are having to run ads on their content or YouTube will hide their videos now. And I know the Jimquisition's ad free. I understand there's there's not much incentive outside of, you know, getting click-throughs to other stuff for YouTube actively pushing ad-free videos, but uh, just explicitly hide them is really, really shitty. Mm. And again, for, I've for, said for before... For some it's... arbitrary reason that hasn't been explained. Exactly. Yeah. No explanation. It's like, sure, you're free to do whatever you want on your platform. I might think you're a dick for it, but I understand at the end of the day, it's yours. But it would it have the decency and the courtesy to explain to your people who are making selves. you money. To yeah, people who are making you money, people who have come to rely on, enjoy, use the service, which you would assume that's what they would want if they're offering a service is for people to use it, but. It does seem more and more that very much like when Patreon tried to get rid of the $1 things, they would rather just have a few very big stars Mm. and uh, leave it at that. And they'd like to make all of the stars wear green during Money in the Bank. And with that, is that a place for us to wrap up this week? I think so. Independence is dead. Entertainment is dying. Wrestling's six feet under already. We had the funeral for that. Everything's shit, but... Us three are brilliant. So how can people get more brilliance from you, Laura? You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter. Laura K Buzz on YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at uk. You can find me on Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition real play podcast. Uh, I'm on seasons 3 and 4 of that. Each season's a self-contained story. Season 3 is about a bunch of people being trapped in a bubble town. And season 4 is about overthrowing capitalism with Yu-Gi-Oh! wizards. It's great. Uh, other than that, I am on Queer and Pleasant Strangers every week as well, where me and Jane Magnet try and make each other giggle with silly voices and skits. There we go. Beautiful. Laura, how <laughs> do you manage being on so many things? Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would die of stress being on that many things every week. Uh, like, I, I barely managed to scrape myself together on Wednesdays for this. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's, my, it's my fucking predominant job yeah and i have to crawl to the microphone for the oh wednesday oh um but yeah i have to do something in particular on wednesday day (laughs) yeah something's locked in on a schedule oh i've I've, I've always Um, been a person who thrives off of scheduling so i just schedule a bunch of things into my week i'm the opposite then i'll do i'll do fucking three-day blasts where i don't sleep and then pass out yeah and then have to get off on fucking wednesday the one thing i'm I'm not scheduling well is that book i'm over halfway through writing that book now but i'm at the point where i'm just like i'm tired there's a lot of books still to go i'm looking forward to it though looking forward to seeing it there there's about 55 percent of a book written in what four months i think it's taken me so i'm getting there yeah i'm making my progress And, and gavin Music, maestro, how? If you can find me on YouTube, if they let you, it's yeah. Miracle of Sound. You can find all my musics there. And I haven't said this in a while now, and I f- presume we've got some new listeners, but every time Podquisition listeners do actually go over and listen to my stuff, they're always pleasantly surprised. So do go over and have a listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, please uh, do. In- like, it's really good stuff. 
in particular to the new uh, song Embers Rise, which is inspired kind of by Dark Souls, but also about yeah. picking yourself up and dusting yourself off when life kicks you down. So when YouTube hides your videos, when YouTube yeah. hides your videos, <laughs> and also you can find me at Miracle of Sound on Twitter, uh, where you can see my silly jokes about the World Cup <laughs> and about other things and you can support me on Patreon to help me pay the bills at Miracle of Sound as well Terrifico um, as for me, I mean you know most of my stuff but in light of YouTube just being Billy Bollocks, Dr Billy Bollocks on the Bakerloo line right <laughs> circulate the tapes like feel, like share the videos about and that you know, it, it, it's the only way you can get anywhere is word of mouth now so uh, you know, do it old, proper old indie style, mm. uh, speaking of indie style uh, Saturday night, as I said, June 23rd, the Hideaway, Jackson, Stirdust, Undefeated, and the Ursa Major will be there after, hot off the heels of some of the best wrestling in the world and the most definitive and brilliant victory wrestling has ever seen. We'll be there Saturday night. And Saturday day, we'll be hanging around messing about at the Mississippi Comic Con. Um, over in, uh, I forget, where they have the fucking fair, and uh, near the Coliseum. You fucking know where it is if you're around here. Uh, But we'll be just dossing about Saturday. Uh, Nothing in particular to do. Um, Maybe get a photo with the guy who was Boba Fett when Boba Fett's actor was busy. Um, That that was one of the early years. It's quite big now. It's got some good stars. Last year I met uh, Jason Voorhees a bit. They've had Ted DiBiase down. Um, they got stuff, so that'd be good. We'll, we'll be, I'll be out and about a lot Saturday if you want to look and point at me and gawp. Um, and that'll be that. And I think that's it for everything. So we will see you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you and bye-bye. Bye. Bye.